Hello dear listeners, this is M. Just wanted to thank you all for being so patient in waiting an entire week for this episode. I promise you it's worth it. We've just been having some big changes in our lives. Aladdin has moved, which is super awesome. Go congratulate them on Instagram or any of their other social media platforms. Also with this episode, there was a bit of an echo problem with a couple of the recordings. So I tried to edit it out as much as possible, but it does sometimes come through. But it's an amazing episode and I'm really excited for you to meet our guest. So buckle up and get ready to meet George Pilgrim of Dullards. Screaming and non-binary where we are going to do just that. My name is M. I am a tattoo apprentice and an illustrator and I used to be able to play guitar and piano but now I'm not really great at it. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you friend? Hi I am Aladdin Firm. I am an actor, recording artist, tap dancer, and baby drag lask performer and political activist. And I also suck at playing instruments, and that is why I mostly sing now. <laughs> and who is our guest? Good evening. My name's George Pilgrim Sings the Hits. I am the nation's favorite national treasure, and I'm an international rock sensation. Thank you very yes. much for having me. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, the pleasure Perfect. is mine. Perfect. All right. So, I do not personally know George Sings the Hits, um, <laughs> George Pilgrim, Pilgrim um, <laughs> but uh, you were introduced to our little friend circle through Aladdin, is that correct? Yeah, that is correct, yeah, via social media, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, we're both, you know, huge on of social course. media, so that's how we uh, oh, yes. bumped into Two each other. Two stars, social colliding. media sensations. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, which social media did you guys connect through? Oh, I think Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I yeah, think definitely. I think George and I became aware of each other. What it was like beginning of the pandemic, so like a year ago, I think. Been a while, definitely. Um, definitely I think you followed my Muggle page first, which was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I keep calling my my real name my Muggle name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I and I don't I don't remember why because. Me on my mogul page is not that interesting, but we began talking and George was like, oh, well, I, I am, I am a rock star. And I was like, hell the fuck. Yeah, you are. Let's check this person <laughs> out. And they're really fucking cool. And so I was like, well, I'm not a rock star yet, but I'm trying it. <laughs> so here's my like much more interesting page. And yeah, we've just corresponded through that, which is really fun. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, George, you have a band that you are a part of. Tell us a little bit about that. Woo! Woo! <laughs> well, we're called Dalads, and we are currently bringing glam rock back to the masses. But no, it's not just glam, it's sort of punk, power pop, pop, glam. We've got sort of 60s and 70s influences, but we're not a pastiche. But yeah, um... We hope people like it. We've got an album out later on in the year. 
uh, via a record deal that we've got in place now. How so exciting! Yes, uh, that's so exciting. That's amazing. So, do you sing? Uh, do you do solo stuff too, or is it completely with your band? I do solo stuff as well, but that's all behind closed doors at the minute. It's oh. sort of a, a work in progress. So it will be revealed soon. But that is also amazing, obviously. Someone to watch closely. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this is Screaming and Non-Binary. We are both non-binary. I would like to invite you to identify yourself if you would like and maybe tell us a little bit of your journey into that identification if you would like. If not, we can move on to a different... If you are comfortable. ...question. That's fine. Yeah, so I have recently, within the last six weeks come out as non-binary on sort of public platforms but I was I was other people were aware uh, much before then but it's only fairly recently I went public with that information in terms of things like pronouns I'm not too fussed and so you can call me whatever you want but um so he they she anything you want that's fine um so yeah anything you want to know oh I love that congratulations are you excited are you excited to be out and loud and proud or is it kind of like eh it's just the next step I guess <laughs> <laughs> I was very nervous um terrified actually and then it happened and then no one cared so <laughs> that was good <laughs> I really feel like that's how it goes sometimes like I know we've talked about this uh Em and I have talked about like our coming out and man I really felt like I was the last person to know my own secret everyone else was like mm, yeah we know <laughs> like oh okay cool great yes so moving forward <laughs> <laughs> how how did you come to the realization on your own and when did that happen George that is a good question I struggled for many years with sort of gender dysphoria uh, or was really wasn't sure what's going on I mean I don't know how much I should go into detail whatever you feel but comfortable however much like you are comfortable I, with I'd, yeah I'd, I didn't know what was going on with me Honest, I'd, uh, I'd I'd considered many options. I didn't know if I was sort of trans, like completely trans, or if I was cis, and then I'm somewhere in the middle. So that's how I came to that realization. I love that. That's amazing. That's <laughs> cool. Do you do you have any partners that you had to come out to, or family members that where it was like anything specific where you were, felt either like excited to tell them or nervous? So I, I started dropping it into conversation with my family just bit by bit. So I, I never officially came out, but they sort of knew when I announced it to the world, but they didn't, they didn't really care okay. too much either. And I'd spoken about my gender issues with my ex-girlfriend in the past, so she was aware. Didn't really talk about it too much. I mean, pretty clear from my uh, like appearance and the way I am that I'm, there's something going on, but um, didn't feel the need to sort of tell everyone at the time, but I felt that now was the right time, you know? Yeah, for sure. Speaking of appearance, George just always looks fucking fabulous. Like, literally looks like a rock star straight out of the 60s and 70s, always. Like, yes. Like, right now, like, usually with some sort of cool, flowy animal print happening, I'm, <laughs> uh, obviously, there's a reason that we vibe. I'm super into it. I'm like, hell yes. yes. Exactly, and we're both massive um about Bowie fans yes. as well. Yes. Yes. That's one of the one of the things that links us together. That. It's what links me and M also. It's another thing. It's just we're all massive Bowie nerds. Yes. <laughs> I will say I'm more newer to like his actual work 
I fell in love with him because of his aesthetic and everything like that. And I had heard Bowie songs before. I just didn't know that they were Bowie mm-hmm. songs. So it happened kind of gradually as I was like getting into like music that wasn't like top 40 pop stuff, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that stuff. But, you yeah. know, expanding my horizons and finding like the origins of a lot of the creativity that goes on on in the music world and I was just like oh my goodness oh I yeah love Bowie now. <laughs> I mean yeah that's what connects me and my bandmates also I got really lucky that both of my bandmates are also huge Bowie nerds so I'm like oh the universe <laughs> I lucked out yes do you have a mm. do you have a favorite era of Bowie George probably the trouser bulge in mm. the labyrinth um yes <laughs> uh, but that's I was, an I, era what, in and of itself yes. When I was young, I was all all about uh, sort of seventies glam Bowie, but now I love all of it. Nice, all of it basically. I love that. That's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was just. This is a sidebar. I was just telling M that I got really excited because this Dullard's shirt that I am wearing matches my David Bowie hunky dory Vans so perfectly because it's like the correct like 70s yellow that those shoes are and that's oh I can't wait to I can't wait for the weather in New York to be nice so I can wear that as a full fit yes I'm excited to see you in that very excited how did you get your start with music and then also how did you get your start with your band so start with music Probably uh, when I was about 17, I started making music with my friends at school. So a bit of a late bloomer, that's why I don't really play instruments. I did grade one piano as a kid, actually, and I got in a lot of trouble during one lesson for for doing something that we won't talk about. And uh, so that was the end of that. And then, um, (laughs) what happened? Uh, Yeah, so I I started uh, sixth form, and a few of my mates were in bands. And I realised I could sing, but I could, couldn't sing like I can now, obviously. I'm, I was sort of learning back then. Uh, so I was in a few sort of kid bands uh, as a teenager. And then me and my mate lived in Brighton in the UK for a while, um, making punk music, very different from what I do now. Yeah. And then I retired from music when I was 23, and I quit for five years. And then I got back on the saddle, making little demos with my old school friend again. And then what happened? I had a spare ticket for a Lemon Twigs gig. I don't know if anyone's heard of Lemon Twigs. Uh, they're actually from New York, I think. Really? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going on a bit now. But anyway, I had a spare ticket for a Lemon Twigs gig. Roger Heathers bought it off me, and I met him in a pub for about one minute. And that's how I met him. And oh, that, wow. uh, he, he heard a very bad demo of mine on the internet because he added me on Facebook to uh, get the gig ticket. And uh, that's how it all began. I did some backing vocals on a few of his songs. And um, we just agreed to do one song together after that. And it, it just continued. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, that's really cool. That's amazing. Wow, okay, so now I need to look up that group if they're from New York. Now I feel bad not knowing. <laughs> from Hick, uh, Hicksville, which is on Long Island. Ah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, I yeah, have to go. 
through Hicksville every week when I go to teach tap on Long Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. You should check them out. Oh, yeah, wow, definitely. yeah. Thank you. So for your band then, do you just sing or do you play any, Do it? did you revisit the piano? No, my bandmate is exceptionally talented at instruments. So if, if I went near one, it would make a mockery of the entire project. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So I stick, I stick to what I know, you know. Um, people like my my uh, voice so i just stick to that you know um george has an incredible range for for our listeners definitely check out dullards i really hope that they do after this episode because i cannot sing that high i am in awe every time i listen okay wait so then i have a question yeah because yeah so wait how long had how long have you two been making music together when was that that was in 20 I think it was summer 2018. Okay, because it was definitely in the before four times, uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> but we were doing it very casually as sort of a hobby. He has his solo thing and his other band, and I was wow. busy wow. doing whatever I do. I don't know what I do, but I was busy. And, um, yeah, so we're doing it. We're doing, like, one song every three or four months at that point. Wow. And it's it's only recently that um, we signed a load of contracts, so yeah, we've had to do it all much quicker than yeah. we had before. Dream faster. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, oh, that's amazing. Mm. It it it's a it came out of the blue. We weren't expecting it. We were, we were going to put the album on YouTube for about five Facebook mates to listen to, so we don't know how it came to this, oh, but it wow. has. Yeah, they're printing five hundred copies of the vinyl. Uh, for the first run. That's so exciting. So that's very exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, you know you rock and roll when you yeah. have a I know. <laughs> yes. I know. I agree. Wait, so then how did you two like agree on the sound that you have? Because it's very, I don't know, to me, it just screams like quintessential glam rock. Not saying that that's all it is, but like it's no. it's the best that's the thing that I personally really connect to about it. Just like you know, big, like, beefy guitar solos and, like, very, like, it's, you sound like a choir. There's, like, a choir of George singing everything. It's amazing. And, yeah, it reminds me of things like Queen, Glam Bowie. I'm trying to think, like, T-Rex even. So how did you guys, I don't know, like, agree? How did you come to that, to that sound? Because it sounds so tight. It sounds like... Like, yeah. it really, like, I've been transported. Absolutely. Well, we sort of just trust each other's abilities. Wow. So he'd, he'd send me an instrumental, and I know it's going to be good because he's unbelievably good at that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he trusts me to layer 10,000 vocal harmonies over it and uh, write a load of words to it. And then, obviously, he has his songs where he trusts me to do all the backing vocals oh, on wow. his pre-existing songs. So yeah, it, it works. We've not really had any disputes at all. Um, and we've never really even had to discuss what we're going to do with each other's stuff. So it just comes out that way. Wow, that's really special. Mm. Yeah, I was just blown away because yeah. like, I, like, I didn't know it was just like two people because it's like when I was listening to it, it's like I was listening to it a little bit before everybody got on. And I was just like, this is such good music. I wonder how many people sing in this band. <laughs> I was like, but it's all just you, and that's amazing. Yeah, so on, on the tracks I do lead on, it's all just me. And wow. then on the tracks he does lead on, I'm, I'm all the backing vocals. So, yeah. That's incredible. Just the two of it's, us. 
just the two. <laughs> it's so like oh my goodness, that's so amazing. That I just like ah. Uh, okay, so I'm sorry. That just like blew my mind. That's only two of you guys because it sounds like there's like at least five people <laughs> doing stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so what about like the creative process? Like, do you do you both do the writing for the band? Do you does only one of you do it? Like, how does that all work? For this album, and um, we don't know how we're doing it moving forward, but this was just the way it worked in in the way of sending each other demos and stuff. It just sort of fell into place. We never agreed to it in advance. It's just sort of the way it happened. But so for his songs, he sort of just provide me with a song that he's written. And then I'll cover it in whatever I do, just loads of backing harmonies. Oh, wow. So the song, it's basically his song, and then I add some stuff to it at the end. And then for the ones I sing on, he'd send me a rough instrumental, and then I'll, I'll write all the lyrics and the vocals over the top of it. And it normally stays exactly as it is as he sends it to me wow. at the beginning. So wow. we, don't, we don't really make many changes. That's amazing. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. I yeah. Love Quite a lot of it's ad- ad-libbed as well. So I sort of make it up on the spot, and that's what stays on. No the, way! On the that's oh my goodness! That's so that's creative! Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've done some like writing on my own, just my own personal stuff. But like, writing a song is, a, is totally different than like either like writing like a story or like poetry. Even like, it has to make sure you have to make sure like flows and everything and. Yeah. It's just like a special type of brain that can do that. And so, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny to me just because, like, your story sounds oddly similar to what happened with me and Eddie. It's just we met each other by accident, and now that now this and now this thing has happened. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just, yeah, absolutely blown away by y'all's work. I have to say my personal favorite dullard song is fuck that been there got the t-shirt um, also mine too. It, first of all shit is catchy shit is catchy oh uh, oh uh. thank you um, thank you very much it's a banger if i had a car still i would be like windows down blasting it everywhere but you can't i mean you can do that in new york city but Yikes. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, I don't know. I guess like, I guess the question is like, what's the story behind that? Just because I think it's, I think it's the most fun song on the planet. I want to play it all the time. Uh, The story behind that is I was, it was during lockdown that one was written actually. First lockdown, probably around March or April, maybe April. And he sent me a demo track of some music because we were like, okay, so we've got all these songs. Some of them were a bit ballady maybe there's a bit we need a bit more rock in this so we decided to do a rock song you know like fill the gap yeah bit of rock that would do and uh yeah he came back with uh that is the only song where the structure changed dramatically actually it was very different at the beginning but uh yeah he sent that and um i don't know how it happened because everything i do is it's just sort of a subconscious flow so i i wasn't thinking it just came out of me so i can't wow really explain the process behind it but it just it just came out wow. like that um I yeah that. and that's how it happened that's amazing i that's incredible uh, i mean i've heard of like different musicians like saying like well, if i can't write a song and like i don't remember who it was 
but I heard a musician say, if I can't write a song in 15 minutes, then I don't want to write it. And I was like, that, that is so much pressure. <laughs> but to be able to just do it, like, right off the bat, like, uh, in awe. Yeah. I, I sit on the demos for a while and I might change the lyrics a bit after listening to it a, f- a few times over the months. But yeah, it's, it pretty much stays as it is. So cool. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess... So you you have a few things out now on Spotify. Which is your favorite that you've released so far? What's your favorite? That's a tough one. I don't know. Potentially unlucky for you, but I really don't know. We've got some very good ones on the album that I'm looking forward to putting out there. I'm so excited. That are a bit that are better than those ones. So because oh they were what we wrote quite early on, and so that's why we still. I'm excited. Yeah, that's when we were still working out our sound, and they were just the ones we had ready, and so we put them out. So we didn't pick them because they were the best. They were just what we had at the time. So we, we yeah. put them out. Yeah, that happens. But they're, no, but they're great. Mean, and I'm, I'm glad we put those out. Yeah, no. And of course, like, I, lo- I love when artists say, like, oh, well, if you liked that, we have something coming out that's better. Like, I, I love that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you always want to be growing for sure. But, like, I don't know. I think that song's amazing. So if it's going to be better than that one, like, dude, I am pumped. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Really, really appreciate the kind words. It's, it's lovely to hear some nice feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then tell us, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we know already what a few of your musical influences are, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what are some of your greatest musical influences? So growing up, it was Queen, early Queen, early Bowie, early T-Rex. And then I was into stuff like, I got into like, in the, in the 2000s, I got into the Darkness and the Libertines heavily as a teenager. Okay. They were, they were two things that I liked a lot. But I, I like old people music now. I listen to a lot of Leonard Cohen and stuff like that. Oh, um, I like punk music as well. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like the Clash and and some punk music so it's quite it's quite a broad range really but yeah I don't I as you mentioned earlier top 40 music I don't really listen to that that's not really my cup of tea makes sense don't hate it but I don't yeah really for to sure it. yeah what sort of stuff do you guys listen to outside of David Bowie oh my goodness also just like an insanely wide range I mean because like Bowie's like that's what I grew up on because my dad is a Bowie fan my mom not so much but my dad is but yeah, I mean, like, I grew up on things like The Beatles, The Stones, David Bowie, Eric Clapton, Neil Young, Joe Cocker. I don't know. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of all the stuff that my parents listened to. A lot of hmm. a lot of Motown being from right outside of Detroit. I grew up on a lot of that. My mom is an amazing classical singer, so I grew up on a lot of classical music. My mom and I were in choir together for a while. It's so cute. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But my mom is also, weird fun fact about my family, my mom is one of the largest collectors of vintage band charts in the state of Michigan. So I grew up on a lot of, like, 1920s, 30s, and 40s, like, jazz, big band, and swing music. My mom was also in an Andrews Sisters tribute group. So like I grew up on a lot of that. But also, I don't know, yeah, like obviously I've I've really delved more into the glam stuff like for myself cuz I just now have this unhealthy obsession with David Bowie. But I don't know, I do I listen to a lot of like I mean like what what is considered like 
emo, like what was popular when we were in like middle school and high school. I'm a big My Chem stan. I love shit like Panic at the Disco, Foxy Shazam. I love Foxy well, Shazam. I love I've seen Foxy them. Shazam. I've seen them twice. I saw them open for Panic at the Disco, which was amazing. I saw them open for uh, I saw them open for The Darkness in 2010 ah! or 11. I love wow, them. Oh my god, they were so good. Oh I my god! If anyone remembers that, band. they were supposed to have a 2020 comeback. They've reformed. Yeah. 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 They have reformed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited because I, I love them because they're very, like, glam meets weird punk-ish yeah. kind of slash ska sort of thing. Yeah, they're really fun. But then also, I don't know, I love a lot of goth music, like Susie and the Banshees, Bow. I'm a, I love Bauhaus. I like a lot of, like, cold wave and dark wave music, a lot of electronic. I'm a, oh my god, I love the band Health. Everyone makes fun of me. They're like, Eddie makes fun of me. He's like, why is it every non-binary twink I know loves health? <laughs> and I'm like, because they're good. I I don't know. It's just like a very, very like wide range. I, I, I grew up in the tap scene, so I love jazz music a lot. I don't know. We're just like wild, wild stuff. People send me music and they're like, I don't know if this is really your thing, but like, Maybe you should check this out. I'm like, I love it. It's the best thing I've ever heard. And then I like fall down that rabbit hole for a while. So like, I don't know. I, I just really fucking like music a lot. Em, go ahead. Um, I've talked too much. No, you're good. I, I'm just like one of those annoying people that says they listen to everything. Because I, I honestly do. I... And it always like changes based on mood. Like I'm not like, oh, there's yep. one thing thing that I listen to. My favorite artist is a Canadian singer named Lights and she does yes. a lot of she has a lot of different sounds like it's it's been poppy sometimes, it's been more electronic, it's been like a new wave type thing. Her last studio album was a lot more like rock than anything that she's done previously. And then she just created this alter ego where she's doing goth bounce music, which is amazing. She goes by... What? I love yeah, that. Yeah, she goes by Loon, L-U-N, with a, like, I don't know what it's called. It's not an umlau, but it's, like, a, just a line over the U. And it's... Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. If you like goth bounce. That's amazing. But I... I do. <laughs> so I, I really like it. She has a single out called Bitches, and it's just... Mm, it's so good. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look that up. Wait, I've. I'm sorry. I've never asked you this. Are you into churches? I do like churches. I don't listen to I them. I don't li listen to them regularly, but I do. They are in my Seem Rolodex like or whatever. Kind of yeah. I love churches. They're from Scotland, aren't they? Do you know? Are they? I, I've heard of them, but I've never actually um, never heard them. I don't I'll have to give them I, a spin. I don't know if it would be your vibe. They they are very poppy, but yeah, I think they're fun. I don't know. They're very good at like their music is. All of the lyrics are like really depressing, but all of their songs sound really like happy. I don't know. <laughs> a good, I don't know. That's not a good descriptor. It's a terrible descriptor, but. <laughs> Their lyrics are kind of depressing, but I don't know. Their their songs are so vibey. There's vibe to them. Anyway, you were saying it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I grew up. 
I grew up listening to a lot of different things like my dad is a really big Phil Collins stan, I guess. Um, yeah. So I grew up listening to Phil Collins. It's like a really wide variety. It's like contemporary Christian music, Phil Collins, Jimmy Buffett, The Beatles, and Rush. <laughs> Rush! Genesis as well because of Phil Collins and stuff like that. So... I, yeah, lots of different things. <laughs> yeah. But yes. My parents have pretty eclectic tastes, so I grew up on a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I pretty like, much listen to everything. Yeah. I, like, I'm a sucker for, like, some biggie. Yes. We listen to that a lot in my shop. Oh, I love that. But yeah. And then I have an unhealthy obsession with young blood right now. So there's that as well. <laughs> I kind of go through phases where I'm obsessed with certain bands or singers and then not that I forget them because I don't but like then I have like a new band that I'm listening to at the yeah that I'm just like obsessing over oh. and all that so we forgot to mention that we're both giant Lady Gaga fans. oh yeah of course that's a given I feel like <laughs> I mean we're more gay that makes yeah. sense like <laughs> yeah I yeah I really like Lady Gaga so Gaga. but yeah yeah, I don't know. I listen to, yeah. I don't have like, I don't have like a cool history of like listening to all the greats. I, I list, unless you can count like what I've just mentioned as one of some of the greats or whatever, but. <laughs> Biggie definitely counts well, as yeah, great. But yeah, I didn't like, I, I wish a lot of times that I had like your, up, your musical upbringing Aladdin because like, I don't know, like I, oh, I got yeah. Yeah, my parents my parents weren't music people, but they had like certain bands or singers that they listened to and they weren't necessarily Yeah, no, it sounds like an interesting like that's a pretty eclectic <laughs> yeah. mix. I just I grew up in a family of big nerds. Yeah. Like my parents are just really fucking nerdy. I mean that with it with the most love, but they're just really nerdy. Like I don't know any other child who grew up on Linda Ronstadt's like Spanish album, but I grew up on that. Like, did you know that Linda did? How many people our age even know who Linda Ronstadt is? First of all, and second of all, how many people our age know that Linda Ronstadt had an album entirely in Spanish? That is information that is in here that I will <laughs> never use. Actually, that's not true. I. Oh no, that's definitely gonna get used as reference for something that space station works on i can already tell <laughs> oh man oh no yeah and that's the thing is like now i found two other people who also had really weird and eclectic musical upbringings so like and it's weird in like which places those all intersect because they overlap like way more than i would have thought so that's like kind of bananas they're both huge lady gaga fans huge bowie fans also but like also really into like big band and swing but then like Eddie's like way more into like country and western than I am, and also like really into hip hop. And like I like hip hop. Well, yes, I, I do. I was I making like a face a at the country. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I mean, like, I mean, I I have not really delved into country music a whole lot, but there is, there is good there is good country. I think the stuff that like our generation knows that's like I don't know like pushed at us is like 
trash. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of the older stuff because I'm an old fuddy-duddy. But there is a I like, I love a lot of folk music. I, oh my God, I love, and I love folk punk. I love folk punk. I feel like I got on that wave like way too late. I like found out about it way too late. And people are like, ah, now it's like a cliche and like no one really does it anymore. And I'm like, no, that sucks. <laughs> like, but he used to tour with the band Days and Days. And, like, I only found out about them, like, a couple of years ago. And I was like, whoa, these guys are really cool. And Eddie, like, knows them. That's annoying. <laughs> what? Oh, man. <laughs> That's so annoying. Uh, anyway. George, were your parents very musically minded at all? Yeah, I was brought up by my okay. grandparents. So okay. I was listening to Abigail. Yes! Gold, yeah! Um, yeah! Bit of Elvis. Okay, yes. And a lot of, like... 50s like compilation CDs and some like obscure like wow 1930s band called the Ink Spot and the radio on the way to school maybe yeah mainstream stuff really discovered everything I like on my own actually which is a bit strange wow. so I didn't have any outside influence I don't know how it happened really it's just what mm-hmm. I was drawn to you know oh, I love that so I think I started getting my own music when I was about 13 it's before the internet, so literally had to save your pocket money and oh, wait no. to get the CD without knowing what was on the on the uh, album. What was the first CD um, that you bought for yourself? Do you remember? So the first single I ever bought was I don't know if this song would have been big in America. Blue Double D Double Die. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I bought that. Yes. The second single I ever bought was Shaggy. Oh my God. <laughs> I and love then the third that. single I ever bought was a stand. By oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's three. Yeah. How about you guys? <laughs> Go ahead, Aladdin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because this person was recently canceled. Oh no. Ooh, Did you buy R. Kelly shit? <gasps> No. Okay. Well, no. Go ahead. Personally, full, full offense, full offense. Like, I just never really liked R. Kelly's music that much. Yeah. I always thought, eh. Uh, tra- okay, Trapped in the Closet is, it's it's a masterpiece, <laughs> and I'm really upset that he turned out to be a terrible person, just because, like, it sucks. The first album that I ever bought with my own money oh, I know, uh, no. was Antichrist Superstar by Marilyn Manson, which, which oh. <sighs> I liked him until it, like, is like, oh, man, like, you're not supposed to be an actual bad guy. It's supposed to be for the aesthetic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not, no. Ugh, that was really disappointing because when I was uh, still in community college, I actually did a college paper about that album specifically and related it to, like, how he was, like, parodying fascism. And it sucks because I I do in my heart believe that that's where he started because that's, like, really what all of like his interviews and whatever was just like yeah it's like look how fucking ridiculous the thing is and then i think drugs happened and he did not get the help that he needed and was enabled by a lot of people and now he's an actual fascist and that's terrible (laughs) and i hate that i was like no because i think some of his work is really solid i think his more recent stuff sucks say 10 was a disappointing album i mm. I, I bought it at the time when it came out, and I was like, yeah, this is not good. This is not Ugh. best. I think, he's, I think he said the things that he needed to say and then didn't have anywhere to go. Mm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, 
that was a problematic fave. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, man. What was yours, Em? Well, I was fortunate enough to be gifted my first couple albums. I think the first one I actually bought was Lady Gaga, either that or a Lights album. But I grew up in a very conservative Christian family, so <laughs> having <laughs> Lights wasn't isn't bad because she's she's very like wholesome and stuff. And only recently has she been doing a swear in her songs. <laughs> yeah, swear. but yeah, I think like. Which is so silly to me, because considering like the fact that you just said fucking Marilyn Manson, but like <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, you're fine. It... I was a goth kid from the Midwest. What do you want? <laughs> but like having Lady Gaga albums like in my possession that I actually paid for with my own money dollars, I was I loved it because she was singing about sex and she was like singing about mm -hmm. like being empowered and that's not something that was touted in my house and I was like, this is so cool. Like so she's Catholic. Like good enough, <laughs> right? Uh no, because <laughs> uh -oh. she's because uh, she's singing about having sex, and of course you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. So, that's but true. that's true. Yeah, so I was just like a teenager singing along to like disco stick and shit like that, and I was just like, <laughs> yes, liberation. <laughs> Which is, I know there's way more. There's obviously people that came before Lady Gaga. You know, they walk so Lady Gaga could run so to speak, but I, un unfortunately, or however you want to put it, learned about that stuff after I started listening to Lady Gaga, because I was like, okay, I listened to Lady Gaga, and then she's like, okay, I was influenced okay. by these people, and I was like, okay, let me go listen to those people, and all that yeah, type of stuff, so. whatever. However you come by. Yeah. Honestly. Dang. Okay, so then, George, tell us about this record deal. I'm excited for you. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited too. A bit scared though, but excited too. I hope people buy it. Yeah. So that's the main fear. Yeah. That I'll makes put sense. you down. Yeah. For, I'll put you down for a few. <laughs> the record deal came out of the blue. We got headhunted. Didn't send it out to anyone. Wow. Didn't try and get signed. We were going to put it out for free on YouTube. There were going to be no physical copies. It would be on Spotify, stuff like that. Wow. But people saw. People saw the greatness and they, they yes, flocked to me. Yes, of course. So, <laughs> uh, yes. You know, didn't have to try. No, I'm joking. Um, we're we're really happy. They're a great label. They're a startup label. So we're the first band they've ever signed. Cool. So that's exciting. And uh, wow. yeah, they're great. They're, they give you complete creative freedom and they just trust you to be able to do what you can do. They're really into sort of discovering unsigned artists and just sort of nurturing their talent and putting them in the right direction to, to sort of grow them. Wow. And so that's why we thought it would be a good opportunity because I'm not really into like yeah. music business or capitalism. So that was never really something that I was pursuing. Uh, but it was too good enough to say no to. And uh, I'm very grateful and happy and excited. Yay. So it's great. Oh my goodness, that's so amazing. Not only are you guys like <laughs> super talented, but then somebody else like actually like recognized it and said, I want that. Gimme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they um, they ran a music podcast beforehand. Um, so that's how they discovered us. Because um, they played us on there a few times. Oh, wow. And they play hundreds of bands on there. So I don't know why they chose us out of all the hundreds of 
bands they play, but yeah, for some reason we were the chosen ones, and that's how it, that's how it went. Because you're good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's oh my goodness, that's so amazing. So you said when is your yeah, when is your congratulations. album going to come out again? When is it out? Um, we haven't got an exact release date, but it's 95% recorded and being mastered for about a month and it takes a couple months to press, but we're hoping the pre-releases will go up <gasps> next month. We got the final album artwork today and uh, it's looking truly incredible. It's going to be the great, greatest vinyl sleeve of all time, actually. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just very exciting and it's not something that I ever thought would come my way. Uh, I dreamt of it. I dreamt of it as a lot as a kid, but I didn't think it would actually happen. And so now it has, and it's exciting. Oh, really. That's so cool! I'm so excited for I you love both. That. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Wow. Okay, we had another question. If you're comfortable talking about this, we so you are the first person to come on this podcast who is also a parent. And we, I have a daddy. Yeah, we had somebody ask, like, how do people address gender things with, with not necessarily, like, their kids, but with children? And we we're like, we don't have children. <laughs> I personally don't know any children. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so dead serious. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I know my students, but they're, like, they're teenagers, so I don't think... I'm not saying that they don't count. I'm just saying, like, they're already pretty aware because they're yeah. teens. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're comfortable talking about that, how how did you address or did you address, like, with your with your child? In terms of my own identity, it's just not spoken of. It's just what it is. Yeah. And yeah. it's just natural. And he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't question it at all, actually. Nice. To him, it's normal because I've always been, I haven't really changed much. I've grown my hair out a bit other than that. You know, well, I've had long hair since I was 17, but I had a bit of a breakdown and cut it all off for a while, you know. Yeah. You know <laughs> um, but Trust yeah. Trust uh... me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in terms of my own identity, it's just not really spoken of at all. And I'm just his father, really. Uh, and yeah, he's never shown any questions or anything like that. And in terms of him and how we raise him, we just let him choose. We don't inf- nice. inflict anything upon him. We don't tell him what to do. He can choose what he wants to do. If he likes something, he can do it. If he doesn't like something, he cannot do it. And everything's his choice. So hopefully, oh. you know, he can find himself without having all these things pushed on him, which is what yeah. seems to have happened to everyone else. Yeah, for sure. I I love that. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, I have a niece and a nephew, and they're quite young. But my my sister is quite wonderful with making sure that they are aware of how I identify and Mm -hmm. my my sister was like do you is there like a non-binary term for like an aunt or an uncle like do how do you want them to refer to you and I was like I mean I think auntie is really is just a fun word to say and I feel like (laughs) I've heard people of all different genders use auntie so I was like, that's fine with me. And then, of course, like, they, them, and, like, no no problems. I mean, kids are very much, like, if if you kind of just, like, say, hey, this is kind of how it is, but, like, if you have any questions, they're like, all right. Yeah. Like, you have to teach them to be hateful. <laughs> that's the thing I feel like yeah, most I people really don't understand. Like, yeah, I really feel yeah. like children are pretty accepting of things. They're just like, oh, 
okay. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> They're at least in my in my limited experience with children, they seem to be pretty like. Uh, it's all going in the right direction, that's for sure. Uh, I'm in my early thirties, and everyone from my generation is very repressed from our mm. upbringing. It was our childhood was just homophobia everywhere, transphobia. It was insane. So the world is a very different place to how it was 15, 20 years ago already. So yeah, I think it's all going in the right direction, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, I mean, obviously we have them here in the U.S. too, but I feel like in the U.K., like, I feel like TERFs are a real, like, a real problem. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so strange to yeah. me because pe people don't really call themselves that here. I mean, obviously people will call out that behavior and, like, be like, you're, uh, you're being turfy, but, like, People who, like, self-proclaim as that, like, it, it seems, like, much more prevalent in the UK. Well, I had a run-in with a, a lady a week or so ago. Oh God, do you remember yes. this on Instagram? I do remember this. It was um, Trans Day, what, what day was it? International oh, yes, Trans it was Trans Day Remembrance or no, Visibility. No, it was Trans Day Trans Visibility. Day. Mm -hmm. Trans Visibility Day, and she replied to my Instagram story with a load of apps, terribly vile, vile things that I can't really say out loud on here which I then shared to the wider public because, you know, name mm -hmm. change. <laughs> I, didn't actually, I didn't actually mention the name at all. I just shared the words just to highlight the issue that is still floating around. Mm -hmm. And uh, they went bonkers, absolutely bonkers. They left all sorts of threats in my direction. It's actually been registered as a hate crime now by the police. So, oh, my yeah. goodness. Mm. I mean, at least wow. it's being recognised as that, but still... Yeah. It has. Whew. Wow, I'm so sorry that that yeah, happened heavy. to you. I was fine. I mean, I yeah, but still, know. that sucks and is horribly inconvenient. <laughs> like, it was time-consuming, you know, have to file a report and everything. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that was awful, actually. They, they called me today. They won't let me, they won't leave me alone now. Oh, strange. Goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, God. Normally, I'm quite anti-police, but, I mean, their, their follow-up system was, I can't, so it's bad actually. They actually did follow up on it all and oh, wow. victim support oh, and stuff. Wow. So that was actually pretty good. That's good yeah. at least. Yeah. It'd be nice for once for the mm. police to actually protect queer people. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was really shocked. Really wow. shocked. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with us. And like, it's just, it's super awesome to see a queer person. Or just not a cis person, just thriving and also being a parent yeah. at, at the same time. And like your album or your singles, I should say, that you've put out so far are amazing. And yeah. everybody should go follow Dellards on Spotify. And do you have like an instant, do you have social media for Dellards as well? Or is it just you and your bandmate? Yeah, so we're on Instagram, it's Dellards and then four underscores because some very mean person stole. Oh no. Dullards on its own. Oh, no. So we've got four underscores at the end. Or you can follow my personal Instagram, which is George underscore Pilgrim underscore Sings underscore The underscore Hits. So fancy. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes, it's great. Like like I'm said, just kind of echoing. Yeah, it's great to see somebody who is a, a queer person thriving, being a parent, especially during a fucking pandemic. I feel like making art is so hard right now and to just be like absolutely fucking killing it right now. That's amazing. Proud of you. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, thank you so much. And, well, I think what you guys are doing with this, um, what you folk are doing with this uh, podcast is great. The awareness that you're doing, oh, just, you. to, just to talk about it, it's, it's very liberating and very, very great, you know. Yeah. So well, thank you so well. much. Appreciate Yay, it. That's what we want. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Dear listeners, you can find me at Emily Craig, K-R-I-E-G Art on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find us together at Screaming and Non-Binary on Instagram and on Spotify. And then on Twitter, we are Screaming in NB. Where can people find you, Aladdin? You can find me at Aladdin Firm on Instagram. Twitter and TikTok. Woo! Yeah! Woo! And once again, stream Dullards and their singles until their album is coming out. Aladdin and I really love Fuck That. I've been there and got the t-shirt. I also like Unlucky For You. So definitely go and stream those. And thank you again, George Pilgrim, for talking about your hits with us and being amazing and wonderful. No, thank you very much. Keep being amazing and have a great week and carry on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. All right, dear listeners. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. crying. Give me one second. <laughs> this is the magic of editing. Want to go outside and come right back in again? <laughs> this will probably stay in for Patreon. <laughs> this is all the exclusive footage. The bloopers. Exactly. Exactly. I might have to get up again, but um, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> was it Dobby? Was it yeah, Dobby. it was Dobby. He's up. He's yeah, he's I knew so, it. He just turned six, and he's just so high maintenance, and it's just so annoying. Aww. So I'm going to ask a question real Aww. quick, and you can answer it. If I get up, well, I'll come back. <laughs> just keep talking as if it's you and Aladdin. Um, okay, so I would really like love to know how you... Never mind. He's there. there he is. <laughs> There's no one even here. You don't even... You don't get to ring the doorbell just because you don't want them outside. Go lay down in your house. I'm so sorry. My oldest dog. My oldest dog. Um, he he loves to ring the doorbell when he feels inconvenienced by the other dogs, and he's just like, take them back. I don't want them. So he rings the doorbell and then walks away and then stares at me like, call them in. I don't want them out here. All right, I'm going to ask the question real quick. Okay.